today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Email todaycb at rte.ie So in just five months' time, the Olympic Games will be underway in Paris. It's set to be a sporting spectacle like never before. Just imagine you'll have beach volleyball at the foot of the Eiffel Tower. You'll have equestrian in Versailles, an opening ceremony along the Seine. But the preparation for the event so far has been met with various obstacles. There's almost 10 million people who are expected to descend on the French capital. That nearly doubles the population of the city. So are they ready? Well, to take a closer look at this, I'm joined on the line by Simon Cooper, who's a Financial Times columnist and author and who is based in Paris. Good morning to you, Simon. That question, you know, is Paris ready is the question that we want to know the answer to. But before you get to that, you might tell us what the general mood about all of this in the city is like. I mean, the general mood before any Olympics in the host city is usually grumpy and morose, and Paris is often a grumpy and morose city anyway, because before the Olympics, you just have the preparations and the anxiety, uh, so many people are going to come, um, a lot of streets are being renovated, so there's all sorts of blockages on the streets, and um, people are pretty unhappy at the moment. There's also in Paris always a fear of terrorism, especially with the very ambitious opening ceremony that's planned along the Seine River right through the middle of town. So always uh, anxiety before an Olympics and usually in the host city it dissolved during the Olympics. That may well happen here too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Paris is quite a dense city and as all these preparation works are ongoing, I'm sure there's a lot of disruption happening for people as they try to go about their day-to-day lives. Yeah, I mean, Paris is by some measures the densest city in Europe. I mean, people live in these, you know, famous six, seven-story Haussmann um, apartment blocks that you know there's very little green space. And so any time a road is blocked, it just causes immense hassle. Any day, even without an Olympics, there's sort of too many people here. And you have this little city, the kind of famous Paris is only two million people, the, the Paris of the postcards. And then there's the Ring Road, and outside the Ring Road, you have another 10 million people who live in the suburbs, who many of them have to come into Paris every day through uh, bad suburban train uh, you know, there isn't enough transport. And so you just have always a claustrophobia in Paris, which will be worse during the Olympics. So when it comes to the infrastructure that they need, are things nearing completion now? They're building very little because, you know, Paris has most sporting facilities. So the only big things they're building is the Olympic Village, which will pretty much is pretty much ready already and looks magnificent. It's just outside uh, town. And also just outside town, opposite the famous Stade de France Stadium, is the new Aquatic Centre, which is going to be pretty much finished in March. So there's no issue with not finishing that. There's a bit more anxiety. They're building one or two. I mean, Paris is building 68 metro stations outside the city anyway. Just you know, imagine the project on that scale, biggest infrastructure project in Europe. And the first ones are supposed to be ready for the Olympics. I think they will be ready, and it's essential that they will be ready. One connects uh, airports or leads to town, and the other connects the Stade de France area to the centre of town and those will be ready but there's more stress around that. Accommodation though I mean what a huge issue in Paris and I see a report that demands for Airbnb and similar accommodation for the period of time is tracking between 520 and 829% higher than normal. This is going to be a big issue for people who want to stay there. Yeah, I mean, if you have 10 million people arriving for the Olympics, 
the hotels are just not going to be enough. And so a lot of Parisians understandably see this as an opportunity to just cash in massively. You know, you can rent quite an ordinary apartment out for about maybe 900 euros a night during the Olympics. And so uh, about a fifth of the population is interested in doing that. Uh, Paris is in a long struggle against Airbnb. Paris at times has been Airbnb's most popular city, you know, more Airbnbs here than anywhere else any other city in the world. But the city doesn't want a lot of apartments here to kind of become permanent Airbnbs and be taken out of the ordinary rental market. So there's restrictions, but there's also huge demand. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a huge number of Parisians and also suburbanites often living in smaller homes that they'll never be able to rent out at normal times in kind of less glamorous neighborhoods who are going to make a financial killing out mm-hmm. of their flat during the Olympics. And tell me about this potential ban to key boxes. They'll be used to store the Airbnb keys outside of apartments. What's happening there? Yeah, so the Council of Paris is meeting to discuss um, getting rid of the key boxes because they, they think these key boxes are ugly. You know the kind of thing when... Uh, people arrive at an Airbnb so as to avoid having to have a key handover, you, you know, tapping the code into the key box. Uh, the key boxes hang on the wall. The Council of Paris says they're ugly. Ugliness in Paris is the greatest sin. And nothing is ugly as allowed to be, you know, uh, in the public space. And so this is being debated. But of course, if we need Airbnbs to accommodate 10 million people or many of them during the Olympics, Banning key boxes is going to create enormous hassle. So I suspect there might be some kind of decision like we'll ban key boxes after the Olympics or something like that. Mm -hmm. And of course, to add to all of this, Airbnb is sponsoring the Olympics. Yes, Airbnb has worked very hard to ingratiate itself in Paris, saw an opportunity uh, by sponsoring the Olympics. It then becomes much harder for the city to be mean to an Olympic sponsor and so Airbnb has done very well out of this argument. So Paris is always trying to fight against tech giants, whether it's Uber, too many Ubers on the streets, they said, Amazon, too many Amazon deliveries, because, you know, space on Paris streets is, is so rare and so scarce. So Paris is always trying to push the tech giants out and Airbnb is very successfully fighting back. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the new metro stations. How do people think public transport is going to cope under the strain of so many extra people in the city? Yeah, I mean, public transport is now to transport nearly a million extra people a day during the Olympics. And this is also, I mean, one of the issues of Paris is that uh, summer holidays here are massive and very regimented. And typically, people like train drivers go away for much of August. Well, they're, they're not going to be allowed to go away. And then they're going to have to transport way more people. So it's hard to see how that works. What has been changing in Paris in recent times is huge rise in cycling and use of scooters. So um, maybe, you know, the rental bikes will be hugely supplements, there'll be new bike lanes. And so Olympic visitors are going to be encouraged to bike. But yeah, it's hard to see how this works. I think metro trains are going to be rammed for, you know, every minute and a half. But they're also going to put up the price of using the, the metro. What's the logic behind that? Well, Paris doesn't want to lose money on the Olympics. And uh, obviously, even though they're not building very much, the costs are high and the security costs are going to be massive. Another question is, how on earth are they going to hire enough security guards? They're essentially going to bring a huge amount of the national police force into Paris for that period. And so Paris uh, doesn't want to lose money. And understandably, it's saying, look, if you're rich enough to come to the Olympics as a tourist, well, you're rich enough to pay four euros for a metro ticket, so about double the usual price. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's unreasonable. 
And they're trying to save Parisians from paying the extra cost because most Parisians have monthly Metro cards. So the price of a monthly card doesn't rise. It's just the people who are buying, uh, mostly tourists who are buying a ticket here and there who are going to pay more. Okay, so the trick would be if you're staying for any length of time to buy the monthly ticket. That may pay off, yeah. But of course, a lot of people are only coming in for two or three days. Yes, and then it's it does, it's not worth it. So you have to take the hit on the, the four euro metro uh, journey ticket. Now, you mentioned security there, and that is a, a huge issue. And I'm sure there are very significant fears around security. And the French government won't want to take any risks with security during the Olympics. That's right. And so there's going to be thousands of extra police officers coming in from all sorts of towns all over France, which are essentially going to be left without their own police forces. And um, it's very hard to see how you can fully safeguard a city, though, especially a city which in recent memory has had terrible terrorist attacks. And the biggest risk is the opening ceremony along the Seine River, where the dream is you have all the athletes coming by on boats and you have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people on the riverbanks waving at them and people standing in their apartment windows and it all this happens in the most beautiful urban landscape in the world. And it sounds like a dream. And this was Macron, President Macron's idea. But of course, it's a sitting duck as a terrorist target. So they're trying to work out, can we stop people uh, coming out onto the streets? Can we just uh, do a kind of massive lockdown? But then is it still a great opening ceremony? So there's a huge amount of doubt about whether this is practicable. Mm -hmm. And the police unions then are pushing back against what their members are going to be asked to do. They want special bonuses for working over this period. Because, of course, you're moving into, you're in the time when a lot of French people would normally be outside of Paris and taking their leave in, certainly in, in August. So are they getting anywhere with that request to get a special payment for working over the course of the Olympics? Well, the way uh, French workers typically do this is through strikes. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the Olympics cannot function if either the police or the train drivers or, or the airport staff go on strike. And so those trade unions have the French state over a barrel. You know, they can ask for a fantastic amount in extra bonuses and so on. And it's very hard for the state to say no. So before every event, I remember it was the same before the Football World Cup in '98. Um, you get all these groups threatening to strike during the tournament itself and then the French state has to um, has to pay whatever they're asking. Mm-hmm. Simon, thank you very much for taking us through all of that. Simon Cooper is Financial Times columnist and author who is also living in Paris. Text 51551 today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1.